I don't know. I'm just counting the days down until like sweater season really starts in earnest. Looking at your flannels like they're your samurai suit in your room. <laughs> yeah. I thought I wouldn't wear you again. But it's my bad suit. Come. <laughs> friend Kevin Charles John Hill. Kevin, how are you? I am feeling great because fall is finally here. Are you feeling it, ladies and gentlemen? And look, and look, I'm one of those people who I am pissed off about global warming because in my opinion, the day after Labor Day, the wind should pick up by 10 miles per hour and it should drop drop 10 degrees. And, and the leaves should start falling immediately. Leaves should start falling immediately. And there should be a brisk, cold feeling in the morning. Speaking of cold morning feelings, could you pass me my coffee? Absolutely. Thank you. But I'm sorry. Don't be one of those people who's like, it's really summer until September 21st, you know? It's not. It's not. And it shouldn't be in the mid-Atlantic Northeast. It should not. It should get cold. It should be fall weather after Labor Day. And then it should be nice sweater weather in the late afternoons, early evenings. That's my hot take. (laughs) That's the hottest of cold takes. Oh, oh! <laughs> I I am uh, I've I've said it for a long time. Um, summer is not my favorite season. I think fall might be. I like winter just as much as summer. Being a northeast boy myself, I mean more more well, northeast. Than when most. you grow up in like a, a winter wonderland, that is Maine. That's true. I'm sure winter's a lot more fun than when it's like here, where you get snow once in a while and it's fun, and delightful. But then. 36 hours after it falls, it's like gross and gray and, I'm, and smells weird. I'm used to the cold, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I I would much rather bundle up for my commute, throw on some L.L. Bean boots, mm-hmm. and, and trudge through the sludge and, and snow yeah. and get to work and then, you know, disrobe and take off my jacket and get comfortable sitting in my office chair in my flannels. Um, much Much more so than, like, you know, walking to work in slacks and a and a short sleeve button up shirt and sweating through both of them. Mm-hmm. By the time I even get to the subway in the morning, I smell like and shit when I get to work and every morning. And then you get into the, the subway, and it's somehow ten degrees hotter underground <laughs> than it is outside in the subway. The fires of hell burn only ten feet yeah. below the New York City subway system. That's a little known fact. Yeah, like you walk down two flights of steps, and all of a sudden you're at the core of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the hot. core, great movie. The core. The core. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Oh, we actually might need to add it to the list. Actually, sure. I just thought about that. Um, well, that actually leads me leads me pretty smoothly into our uh, kind of what we're talking about today. It's not it's not a normal podcast we're doing today. We're sort of breaking from routine. We'd gotten the habit of doing, you know, a watch podcast where we'd watch a shitty movie. It'd be two hours or so. And then the next week we would do 
just uh you know kind of a discussion episode talk about the movie talk about other things we were interested in but today we kind of just wanted to spitball a little bit talk about some stuff in the news we'd seen recently things we wanted to talk about and um just kind of uh, break up the routine a little bit. So next time we will be watching The Kissing Booth on Netflix, and we're excited for that. Uh, but for today, we figured we'd kind of just talk about some things that we'd seen and and uh, some kind of, you know, stories, whether serious or lighthearted, um, and just sort of uh, break up the monotony of what we've been doing so far. So, mm-hmm. Kevin, do you want to kick us off with kind of one of the stories we were talking about? Yeah, I, I'm going to start off with a fun one, if you don't mind. Please. Uh, do you know what the uh, E3 Expo is? I know it's about gaming. Yes. So it's uh, this video game uh, giant expo, uh, kind of like a San Diego Comic-Con, but just for video games. Right. Where they do a bunch of like shows and panels and show what the games are coming out, you know, what the new Madden looks like and what like the new Call of Duty is, and people can go around and play the games Love or it. watch new footage. Uh, do you know that there's a brand new Spider-Man game coming out for I the did PlayStation not know that. 4? You Isn't haven't seen Spider-Man the ads Homecoming? everywhere? Or I, I honestly haven't. I'm being completely serious. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Well, there is a brand new like Spider-Man game uh, that's gotten pretty big press because it looks really great. They like recreated New York City for it. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. like Grand Theft Auto, but with Spider-Man? Yeah. And, and you know, you, you can't shoot innocent people and then get penalized for it you know <laughs> spider-man's a hero he's an avenger he's, he's your friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah so uh but it look, does look gorgeous but there was some controversy of course there's some controversy now normally at these uh video game expos they will show a gameplay demo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh the gameplay demo they showed at the e3 i believe two years ago 2017 for Spider-Man, when it was... For Spider-Man. Okay. It just came out this week. Right. But in the early development stages, you know, of the Spider-Man game, they mm-hmm. showed this gameplay demo, and Spider-Man shows up to, you know, the classic bad guy hangout area. Do you know what I'm talking about? A warehouse. Yep. Half-finished, half half-constructed warehouse. Of course. Still yep. under construction. We need Still the scaffolding. Yeah. These bad guys need the scaffolding to uh, plot their evil deeds. Right. So he shows up at the warehouse, and in the gameplay demo, uh, there's a bunch of puddles everywhere. So people are like, wow, there's puddles. There's puddles in this game. graphics are crazy. People took time to make puddles, (laughs) which doesn't make sense to me because they're in a warehouse. It's not a game. It's not a good game without stagnant water lying on the ground. Yeah, and that's where we're at with video games, where it's like anyone can make the base look but like you need the little things to impress people right you need the grass to flow in the wind or something shout out last of us impress these yeah last of us 2 coming out looks awesome (sighs) excited to play that but so the spider-man game the e3 demo has puddles now like a week ago Mm -hmm. they released a screenshot similar to what was shown in the gameplay trailer or gameplay demo and guess what wasn't there? There's no motherfucking puddles. There was no motherfucking puddles at the God warehouse anymore. It. It, but uh, there was like tiny little patches of water. <laughs> so smaller puddles. Smaller puddles. <laughs> but not a big puddle like was in the gameplay demo. You need your moneymaker puddle. And people were furious. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not all bad though. Weapon handling and player movement received positive marks from players. Okay, Spider-Man arrives on PS4 next week, but the launch may be marred by Puddlegate. People on Reddit are comparing Spider-Man E3 and release screenshots, and they found that a puddle from an earlier screenshot is now smaller. They're afraid this means the visuals have been downgraded. Developer Insomniac actually addressed the issue, saying it's just a change in the puddle size, there's no downgrade at all, and added that Spider-Man still has plenty of other places with tons of puddles. Gamers can investigate the puddles themselves on September 7th. That's your Daily Fix for August 30th. If there's a demographic that it's is mildly hilarious when they're angry mm -hmm. it's like serious gamers oh yeah and i know as of like recent events with the shooting in jacksonville like it's not it, you know it's not a good thing to it's never it. okay to shoot people it's never okay to shoot people no matter what but i feel like gamers represent a very niche aspect of just like fragile masculinity mm -hmm. in our society and to see them their eyes bulge out and start to freak out over small details in a game that's not real that they're playing with yeah. controllers in their hands some part of me finds humor in that yeah absolutely like as someone who will never own like a gaming pc <laughs> you know <laughs> like we'll never truly get the optimal graphics for the whatever game he buys. Right. I've accepted the fact that it's like yeah, video games are just like a fun thing I like to do, but I'll it's, never be serious into it. It's a good way to spend time sometimes. Yeah. It's a drug kind of. Yeah. When you look at it like that. It can be. But it's just funny that they started accusing the studio of downgrading the graphics. <laughs> And we'll 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 put like a link to to some article in the description for this podcast yeah. because this is just. Or we might try to find a rant and throw oh, it in here. Yeah, yeah, I might I might throw it in this this uh, as a little interlude here, but you should go do the research for yourself and check it out. Yeah, because this sounds hilarious. It's just I, I don't understand how like they can accuse it of like the graph. They were like, it takes more time to render puddles in games. And so they're downgrading the graphics because they're getting rid of puddles and who knows what else they're getting rid of because they're downgrading the graphics. I want to see like uh, uh, like the making of like mm -hmm. it, what's the title of the game? Is it Spider-Man? It's like it's like Spider-Man. It's not like Homecoming or No, that's the movie. I know. It's not bad. Is 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 Tom Holland voicing Spider-Man in this no. in this game? Weirdly, I looked it up. A 46-year-old man is voicing 23-year-old Peter Parker. That's weird. Yeah. But I want to see like the making of for this video game where mm -hmm. they talk about all the time that and, and like resources that went into like rendering these puddles and like designing them and like four or five different like artists and like developers spent weeks on end figuring out just the right tint and the right glare to have reflecting off the puddles. Whereas like Spider-Man and his bodily movements like was like one guy. <laughs> and, 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 like spent a week and was like alright like I, th I think the Spider-Man part of the video game is done but wait we have to finish the puddles <laughs> we're not gonna finish the puddles on time <laughs> cut we're it not gonna cut, cut the puddles we cut have to the cut puddles. the puddles three people lost their jobs because yeah. of those puddles yeah it's just fun to also see like an official company on their Twitter go like we did not downgrade the graphics you know, there will be puddles throughout the game. <laughs> this particular warehouse just doesn't have the same puddles it has. It also 
led to some hilarious memes where it was like the whole game is in an ocean in one demo and then not. <laughs> like New York City is completely flooded. It's like this is clearly a downgrade. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love the internet sometimes. Yeah. Um, another thing we wanted to talk about was yeah, you say one. a little bit of sports stuff. Sports with a Z. Um, the U.S. Open women's singles final was yesterday um and it was 20 year old naomi osaka competing against you know world champion probably the greatest uh woman tennis player alive serena williams Mm -hmm. and really i think the story of the match that got uh unfortunately overshadowed was that naomi osaka uh played terrifically Mm -hmm. and was at the very least, like matching Serena Williams's play, and it was an, um, an incredible match. But there was just unfortunate um, calls and behavior by some of the. Uh, you said it was line judges, correct? Yeah. So it was just um, the uh, lot. The I guess it's line chair. Or like one line of the judge. secondary like referees that calls when the balls. It's are the guy in, in between in the middle of the tennis court oh, on the okay. left side, who's like the main umpire. I think that's the umpire or referee or something. Apologies because we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not. not I, I barely understand tennis. <laughs> I like watching it, but I barely understand it. So basically, tennis has a three penalty system for misconduct or code violations. Okay. The first is a warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second, no, rep- just just a verbal warning. No, cut that shit. Okay, right, understood. Uh, the second is um, a point penalty. Okay, so I believe that's like they get the fifteen or they get their grade up. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, one point. point. Yeah, and then the third from three on is uh, game penalties. Each each infraction is mm-hmm. worth a, a whole game's worth of a penalty. Yes. So there was. Against Serena Williams's basically performance, there was the umpire kept making calls that either were not in her favor, unfairly or not, and sort of threw her off her game. Yes, and and part of the reason is the conversation between the two. So the first um, code violation was the the line judge saw her coach, the the Patrick. Montague or something mm-hmm. like he's just a tan Greek tennis player looks like yeah her coach uh you know what coaching is it's give it's giving feedback or something in the middle of a round correct yes. yep and and apparently that is not allowed during during the play uh within a a, a game correct well weirdly it's not allowed during the majors during the slams oh but it is allowed at other tennis tournaments so the somehow though this it's rarely called the line judge or umpire we don't know guy Car- Carlos Ramos catches the coach coaching and uh after the after the uh, match uh Serena Williams coach did said yes I was coaching all coaches coach during the slams yeah just in case our player needs it mm-hmm. but Serena Williams wasn't looking at him wasn't coaching him. So instead of like the line guy, Carlos Ramos, seeing Serena, see her coach, coach her. She just saw the, he, he, he just Ramos saw the just coach. saw the coach yelling out some sort of instructions or, 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 yeah. you know, 
encouragement to Serena. And so Serena uh, is like, I wasn't, I wasn't taking coach. And he's like, no, I saw it. You're cheating. And the insinuation that uh, Serena Williams was cheating really upset her. Um, And then what happens is she had a double fault and lost a point and she slammed her racket and (laughs) Serena Williams, just incredible athlete breaks her racket. And so, that's another point. So that's the second penalty. Mm-hmm. And, and so, we, and and we should note that that sort of thing, smacking rackets and breaking them, happens all the time in tennis. Uh, I would say, nearly all the time on the men's side of uh, of the competition. Mm-hmm. And what I think is the problem that a lot of people are are making in this case is that there's a double standard for female tennis players versus male where there's there's kind of different expectations in yeah. terms of decorum or behavior that is just if it's not equal it's not fair and that's that's just the case and and, and so for Serena to break her racket and show emotion like that where so many have before you know John McEnroe historically and Nadal is a very fiery player and there's other male tennis players on the world circuit that have outbursts and break their rackets all the time. Well, you see the double standard, especially in the third penalty, which was uh, verbal. Right. She was... She She called him a thief, and she basically argued with him. And she called him a thief for taking away points from her. And... uh, and, If if the word thief offends you to the point of needing to cite an infraction on, on a player... In, in the world's biggest stage on tennis, and one of the four biggest yeah. tournaments of the year, it's just, it's unfair. Yeah. And I think it's like, uh, it, it, the double standard comes from, like, that's, you know, you women, you know, should be dignified tennis players and yep. shouldn't say stuff like that. Exactly. Whereas men can go, you know, you cocksucky motherfucker. Yeah. And, literally, and the judge like, will be like, oh, that's just, you know, men getting out their emotions and getting out their. Yeah, and then, and then energy. when when Serena Williams goes and says you're a thief, like everyone's everyone on like Twitter and Instagram is like, oh, she just got so emotional and couldn't control herself. It's yeah. like that is just the worst fucking sexism and misogyny if I've ever seen it. And there's no denying she got emotional. She was in tears when I, she saw the referee. I fucking would too, man. Yeah. And and, and it, it, it's just the fact that she's getting penalized for being emotional and trying to state her case. The third one is where I say bullshit. That's yeah. fine. You catch the coach. I mean, that's a kind of a something pretty hypocritical. Yep. But like maybe the coach shouldn't have been coaching. Racket, okay. Yes, but like it's come been on. done before by many others to no infraction. Or but no then when penalty. Serena Williams is like, how come this is happening to me and trying to argue, you know, and there's, not there's cur- a, not cursing and saying, and the fact is. She was like, you know, how, and then the... She was on the edge of tears. She yeah. wasn't... And this line judge wasn't trying to be like, Serena, this is the reason because of this and because of that. I'm sorry, these are the rules. He was giving her attitude. He was saying, you shouldn't have... Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And insinuating that she was cheating and she was a cheater. And uh, that really got her fired up. And th- that's that's not professional at all. And so that was in the second set where Mm -hmm. Serena was already down four games to two and obviously was penalized a full game. So it was 
five to two at that point. That mm-hmm. was obviously near the end of the match because yeah. soon after Osaka won. I don't I don't know the final score tally, but um, on the women's side in tennis, they they play the best two out of three sets, and mm-hmm. and Osaka just won the first two sets because of that. And I should note and go back to this: Osaka played extremely well, mm-hmm. and and it's a shame. And Serena was completely right for arguing her case and and getting upset for the the performance and the behavior of the judges and referees. Yeah. And so it just kind of marred the whole situation. And then, you know, people during the the ceremony afterwards giving uh, Osaka the trophy were booing and Osaka, Naomi Osaka was, you know, crying and getting emotional because she didn't feel supported and Serena Williams in like a great display of like sportsmanship and Mm -hmm. grace like walked over and put her arm around her and said stop booing you know this is not what we're doing here we're celebrating Mm -hmm. you know what's been achieved here like we'll we'll come back and and we'll still fight and compete but it's like inappropriate to be booing Naomi Osaka for something that she didn't have any control over yeah the most heartbreaking moment was when the ESPN uh you know announcer or anchor whoever at the trophy presentation uh who asked those such like storyline bs questions yeah he goes up to Naomi Osaka and is like Naomi how do you feel as someone who used to be in the nosebleeds of this, you know, stadium watching Serena Williams play and then finally you get your dream come true and you come down here and you beat Serena Williams. This guy asking like the most BS question knowing full well that this is not the way that probably Naomi Osaka wanted to win her first slam Literally and wanted to beat Serena eyes. Williams. It's like, how do you feel that your dream has become a nightmare? Yeah. It's what he basically asked her. And Naomi Osaka had to fucking apologize. She yeah. apologized to the people in the stands, and which is like, such crazy bullshit. And it's like, I defer from your question. And it's like, hell yeah, you defer. And it's just, ah, uh, it's such a shame, too, because, you know, <laughs> honestly, that's probably like what she, she was super excited to do, super excited to play. And if she... Wanted to play. I'm sure, as a competitor, as an athlete, and as probably a fan of Serena Williams, she probably wanted Serena at 100, percent and she probably wanted to, to know that her 100 percent beat Serena's 100 percent. Exactly. And the fact that you got a Serena that was basically playing at 60 percent in that second game, that second set. Yep. Just from being emotional and being drained from the conversation and being penalized, it, it's it's. I really. I'm super excited now, and I will take off work and watch the Naomi Osaka Serena Williams rematch at a future Slam. Hopefully, oh, yeah. we get it. I'd love to. Uh, it's also such a shame because now, like, will Serena Williams ever play U.S. Open again? I, I would be surprised if she didn't. I mean, I think I'd have to go back and look because I'd heard rumors or, or people say that she has kind of like a history of disagreeing with judges at the U.S. Open or mm-hmm. with judges kind of taking issue with Serena's behavior and performance at the U- U.S. Open. That's probably more accurate to say. I mean, it started off with, like, the whole tutu and suit controversy. Oh, yeah, the cat suit thing. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> there's a lot of things in the world that need to change mm-hmm. to kind of adapt to people's new way of yeah. of, you know, looking at the world. And I think the... The historically very white, very affluent sport of tennis 
is one of those big things that needs to change. It's, in sports especially, it's probably one of the things that is mo- like most historically like all about this this kind of bullshit decorum and like mm-hmm. uh, kind of expected behavior among gentlemen and gentle ladies and and it, it's bullshit. Do people because still say gentle ladies. I don't I don't know if they do, but it's it's just bullshit because athletes are athletes and if you know if they're gonna perform at their highest like. To have to jump through these hoops of yeah. of like needing to dress a certain way or to act a certain way, obviously within like respectful bounds, but it's just yeah. it's really a shame to see amazing athletes like Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams get deprived of like a really fantastic like world stage competition because of these yeah. like stuff stuffy shirted yeah. like officials and the history of of tennis in my opinion if you, ha- if you have a sports law that's like 75 years old i think it's time for you to like it should be fucking revised look back on the history of that rule and just be like okay so there was when we when this rule's created are we positive that there was no like gender or racial deep meaning behind this law yeah that we yeah bias needs to be uh needs to be rooted out especially in places where it's it is there but not like not mm-hmm. said yeah but and like and sometimes a lot of laws are meant to look good uh but really have a a, a deeper historical uh very discriminatory uh intent or background yes, exactly yeah so I, I think we should probably leave it at that for the U.S. Open news. People mm-hmm. should go to their own research and come to their own conclusions, but that's sort of our take on it. It's just really a shame that the whole thing was yeah. sort of ruined by first Japanese unnecessary uh, rules and, and, and behavior by the judges. And first Japanese player to ever win. Yeah. So congratulations to Naomi Osaka, yeah, and I hope Naomi a lot Osaka. greater things in the future. <laughs> there goes the coffee. I just spilled some coffee. <laughs> Johnny, do you want to do another story while I clean up a coffee mess? Uh, yeah, sure. So I think this might be the last uh, little anecdote we have for a little shorter sort of clips episode uh, today. But there was a there was a congressional hearing, um, and attending this congressional hearing was Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, Jack Dorsey uh, was brought into um, brought into Congress to sort of talk about how his platform deals with hate speech and kind of how they uh, ban how they handle banning users when rules and infractions take place or you know rule breaking and infractions take place and um, that that hearing was interrupted by a protester, a, a, a right-wing protester who believed that uh, Twitter and CEO Jack are attempting to rig the election in favor of the left and the Democrats. Um, and so obviously, as what happens when protesters interrupt these you know, sort of hearings, it, it's just very quickly like oh excuse me there will be order there will be order and uh, i'm going to play a clip of it so you all can listen recognizes that order because jack dorsey is trying to influence the election huh? to sway the election what she saying i can't entertain her what the election. that is why what she's censoring 
Officer, will you escort this young lady out, please? Hit two and a half now, five, seventy five, seven and a half, seventy. What two and a half now, five, seventy five, seven and a half, eighty dollar to five, eighty five, ninety. Eight hundred dollar and a ten, 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 a quarter, one, a quarter, one, half, seventy five, two, two, two and a quarter. Hit two and a half, seventy five, three, able to bomb three hundred. Hit three and a quarter. Cut three and a quarter now, half, half, three and a half, seventy five, four hundred. Able to four, four and a quarter, four and a half. We're selling the cell phone there, four and a quarter, four and a half. Hit four and a half, four, seventy five, five hundred, five, five and a quarter, five and a half. I yield back. Somehow I think our auctioneer and resident's gonna get tweeted about today. So as you could hear, yeah. <laughs> one of one of the uh, participants in the hearing, I, and I, I can't remember for sure, and I'm trying to look it up right now, but I don't wanna I don't wanna have poor podcasting etiquette, but one of one of the people participating in the hearing um, in order to drown out the protester as she was being escorted out by um, Capitol Police, uh, started, he, he, he hearkened back to some skills he learned as an auctioneer to drown out this protester. And I don't know about you, but I think there's a certain sing-song nature to a real smooth auctioneer uh, sort of sing-songy, like speech, uh, and I'm not gonna try to replicate it because I just can't. But, but I'm gonna go back and listen to wh how he just drowns out this protester, and and people are very quiet in the room as it's happening. And then right as it's over, as the protester is escorted out of the room, um, he says, "I could see the floor," <laughs> and people love that, and I love that. It was just kind of a little lighthearted news story that I found this morning. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, it's always kind of funny to look at the, just sort of like what we were talking about with tennis. Like there's all these norms and procedures and, you know, rules of, of the Senate and Congress and our government. And it's very funny to see when those things are broken up by protest. And sometimes that's like a good thing. It's in the, it's in the service of a good cause. And it sometimes should be, yeah, it, it should be a reminder dumb. for a lot of these people of what, some of the american people are thinking yeah and in in this case i mean it was someone it was a conspiracy theorist effectively saying twitter is trying to rig the election for the democrats and <laughs> i don't think that argument really holds a lot of water um but it's just funny to see somebody to see someone on the government side of the those hearings go down to that level and just be like okay I'll, i'm we're not we're not going to do this right now and and just go back to this hilarious auctioneering script mm -hmm. in order to drown them out and uh, not even a script like improv moment oh yeah i mean completely improv but like just the the stuttery nature and the very quick wording it, it's it's skillful very skillful and i salute that man um it's it's been pretty interesting especially with the brett kavanaugh uh hearings understanding how like those visitors at congressional and senate hearings work where it's literally like People will be lined up to be in them, and then like every thirty minutes, they take out like four rows of people and let four new like pe rows of people sit in there. And it is kind of funny to like see that basically a lot of the protesters are like people who go in there with intention to disrupt the hearing, 
Yeah. Get really scared when they're in there. And then when the police come to be like, okay, we're going to bring some new visitors to see in there. Like that's when they stand up and go like, it, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> and usually the police are escorting her away. But this woman, uh, bless her heart, like stood up and like went for it with her protest. And, and had, there was no like cops selfie near her. stick. Yeah. And like was holding her phone out and was like, we, we asked president Trump to help us yeah. fight the, the powers that be with Twitter and other companies trying to rig the, yeah. the election in favor of the Democrats by shadow banning the right wing, you know, media uh, profiles and blah, blah. And meanwhile, like a bunch of DC police are like, Oh crap. She's in the middle of the row. How do we get yeah, to her? She's How in do the we back get to in the middle of the row. Yeah. Like, ah, it takes him like 20 seconds to get to her. It's just yeah. good thinking on the spot by by the that ex-auctioneer. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's probably it for us today. Shorter episode. Uh, we do want to give one quick shout out. Oh, who's that to, Kevin? That we believe that the uh, there are some people who stole some insects. Oh, from a Philadelphia right. museum. The Philadelphia Museum live insect uh, heist. Mm-hmm. So, weirdly, this reminded me of a movie we watched uh, in our podcast. Uh, basically, Night at the museum. 7,000 bugs and, you know, creatures and creepy crawlies were stolen from the Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion uh, recently. Including, this is my favorite, is one of them included was this, uh, like, brown spider that could basically... Not the brown recluse. Not I don't know the brown recluse. It's a very deadly spider. Oh, that's the one that like when we were Cub Scouts, they were like, "You see a brown recluse? Get the f out of there!" And it, it bites you. You did, son. <laughs> we're throwing you in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the death pit. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to be in the brown recluse death pit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it had a six-eyed sand spider. Whose bite could <laughs> six eyed sand spider? That sounds like a that yeah. that sounds like a Spider Man villain. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Sal Sal something. You were bitten by a black widow, Peter Parker. I was bit by a six eyed sand spider. <laughs> it's like if Sandman and some Venom combined. I like that. Mm-hmm. That could apparently rot twenty five percent of the victim's body. Yeah, see, I'm not into that sort of, like, uh, that dying flesh sort of spider bite thing. No, I'm not into spiders in general. I don't like it. Yeah, me either. So I think that's going to be it for us today. Uh, Thank you very much to all of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, Once again, as always, you know where to find us on Twitter at Your Fave Podcast. Uh, email us um, kicking and streaming pod at gmail.com return those insects yeah and bring them back all right we don't need to have a bunch of weird endangered insects running around philly that's like yeah. the last thing philly needs right now we don't need it to be like spiders the movie no <laughs> oh god that's a that's a good callback uh well thank you again listeners um you know, we'll be back next week with a, a watch of the kissing booth, as we said. Um, so just, yeah, want to give a shout out to you. Thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye.